0: Today a middle schooler described me as sad but funny. For the last time, fruit is not a dessert. Please understand this. Do better. Why are movies so long? Can't they just to get over themselves? Like, I have things to do. Come on. Like 85% of the time I'm disappointed in tomatoes. Arbor eat them? I hardly know um. Welcome to Tweet Victory Colon Threadwinner with your hosts at Annie Berg Flames and at CWC Radio.
1: Welcome to Tweet Victory Colon Threadwinner. I am at CWC Radio and I am joined as always by
0: at Annie Berg Flames with a Z.
1: <laughs> Annie, um people thought that we were maybe jumping the gun by rebranding Tweet Victory, colon, Thread Threadwinner. This week Twitter ceases to be Twitter. That's bananas. Uh, We're we're not we're not going to be talking about Elon Musk and Twitter today. But it is crazy that he bought this company. When you buy it, you're basically buying what is a very straightforward product that a lot of people are on, and you're kind of buying a name and iconography. And at this point, that has been torn up. I went onto Twitter today and just saw the big X there. Like I don't even understand. So I almost feel like we need to now call this tweet victory X colon thread winner. We're not going to do that, but it's like. Even the idea of Twitter, are they still called tweets on X? I don't know. No, they're not.
0: They're called X's.
1: That's the worst.
0: Or Xing or something. Yeah, right. So I'm like, do we rebrand again? Rebrand again.
1: No. (laughs) Everyone's rebranding. Right, right. Well, well, um, I think we're going to stick with tweet victory colon thread winner because now tweets is nostalgic. It also feels less toxic because Twitter is something, well, actually it's it's still pretty toxic, but it's sort of post or it's, it's pre X. So that's crazy, but you know what? We're not here to talk about that Mm -mm. because we have something a lot more fun to talk about. So let's look at the thread of the week. Um, so this is a picture thread. Uh, mm-hmm. I will, I will read it. And then I want you to talk through the picture. Cause I'm aware of what this is a picture of. Uh, it says, I want to be her for Halloween and also every day.
0: Yes. And, um, and
1: what do we have as a picture here?
0: The picture is uh, Kate McKinnon as weird Barbie in Greta Gerwig's recent release of the Barbie movie. Um, and, everything about her. I love, like literally I'm going to be her for Halloween. All of my students describe me as weird. Like that's the first adjective they use to describe me. So I'm like, I might as well just lean into it. Right.
1: Yes. I should say, if you haven't seen Barbie, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll just throw the spoiler warning on here. We're just going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about this. Um, it seems like every other podcast is talking about Barbenheimer. So what was your, what was your <laughs> Barbenheimer week weekend like?
0: Um, so I saw Barbie here in Korea. Oppenheimer isn't out yet, so it's not coming out for a couple of weeks. So I'll watch it then. Um, but I didn't look up anything about Barbie. I was like, I'm not gonna even look at pictures of it. I knew that so we we have spoilers, right? So yep, I knew yep. that um Ken had a song. That's all I knew going into it. And I heard that the song was like funny. Um, didn't know that they went to the real world, didn't even know like who was in it, didn't realize that they had like Lizzo and Billie Eilish and Tame Impala and all these people making amazing music for it. It like blew me out of the water. Just every aspect of it was amazing. Um, And Kate McKinnon just shines everywhere she is. I like she wasn't even in that many scenes but even when she was like in the background of a scene, I was, my eyes were immediately drawn to her. I'm like, what is she going to do? Even if she plays it straight, she's so weird. You know?
1: So did you okay let's get into this did you um did you play with barbies as a kid
0: i had some barbies yeah um and then i had like the off-brand one that was called brats
1: with a z with a z yeah oh just Mm -hmm. like annie berg flames um brats were like okay actually this is this is a question that i have for you because brats are a separate design from barbie right if i'm remembering they have at least bigger heads, and their eyes are bigger, right? Yeah. So, so I know, as a boy, right, we would do crossover episodes when we were playing with like our Transformers and our He-Man and GI Joe, and like they could meet each other. Um, in In the world of Barbie slash Brats, could they interact, or or like were they the same species? Does that make They're, sense? Yeah, and, yeah. And they... and the, re- the reason I ask it is because. A lot of the toys I had would just be things that would basically kind of fight with each other. So like, it doesn't really matter. Like, I'm assuming you're not doing a lot of like, uh, Barbie is at war with the brats or something. So like they would, it would be more social interactions. So I'm curious how that looks.
0: Yeah. You know what? I've been playing dolls with my niece when I came home this summer and she has like American girl dolls, um, no American dad dolls yet, but hopefully that'll come. Um, and she has it's like, in the other, mail, right. It's coming. <laughs> I, I handmade it. Um, and it doesn't really matter to a six or seven year old, like if they're different types of dolls, even if like the sizing doesn't really make sense proportionally, they're all it, like fair game, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think when I was playing with brats. um, I, I didn't really play with them. I more just collected them at that time because I was like older. I was like 10. So I wasn't okay. like doing imaginative play. I just thought they were pretty. And like, they were kind of edgy and like the cooler version of Bratz or of uh, Barbies. In fact, a former employee of Mattel, like went and made Bratz. So it's like, it's a lot of it's similar, but it was like, oh, Bratz are like a little bit cooler. And for like, um like really, I don't know edgy homeschoolers like I
1: was, you know, how do you feel about that now? Like a corporate version of edgy and punk rock.
0: (laughs) Um, rough. I feel rough about it. I'm like, I should have just, and like Barbie, I think Barbie was seen as more like, um, sweet. Mm -hmm. Sure. More innocent. Yeah. And I think I being a homeschooler and 10, Wanted to be like, no, but I'm cool too. And this is what the public school kids look like. It's like breath dolls. So I think um, it it kind of hit me in every like worst part of myself, which was like, how, like my vanity and also my insecurities. <laughs> or like if I just leaned into Barbies, like I feel like it would have been like healthier, but I was also aging out of it. I don't know. It's a whole thing.
1: Well, let, let me ask you this because um, obviously – as a millennial, like brats were probably not being made by millennials. What brats yeah. probably were, and I'm guessing on this, is uh, so Gen Xers grew up with Barbie, which was created by um, Boomer, mm. uh, greatest generation, actually, greatest generation, um, introduced to Boomers and then recontextualized for Gen Xers. And then I presume Gen Xers created brats as their like middle finger to Barbie. So did you feel like you were, did you, were you aware that you were like drawn into this war?
0: I was not. and I never really thought about how weird it is. I mean, it makes sense, but how strange it is that a Gen Xer would be like, yeah, this is what millennial kids will be into and how like, that's always the way it goes for like children's toys and that's really, really weird and probably problematic. But like, <laughs> um, I did not I did not think beyond like the Z is pretty cool at the end of Bratz. And um, so, yeah, yeah, I can't I did play with them with my my pet hamster. Which was cool and what did the pet
1: hamster uh, for one thing remind me of the name of the hamster Bahama Mama. Okay. Bahama Mama. What was the, what was Bahama Mama's relationship to the Brats?
0: Um, he was like, he was the only boy. Um, And so when my cousin would come over and we would like, we were like 12. So like, you know, like kind of that age where it's like, I don't want to play baby stuff, but like, I also like kind of still do want to uh-huh. embrace my childhood and in innocence. And so we would play, but we'd like try to make it funny and stupid. And so I think he was kind of like the bro that they all would like hang out with so the hamster i would like put him in the front of the car this isn't sharing too much
1: no (laughs) i want we're going deep because we might make a brats movie (laughs) i I realize a brats movie exists but we might make an annie Berglund brats movie out of this
0: like all just uh, things that i've repressed um he would like ride in a car and then like like they would just we would make them talk to each other and we would it was not funny but it was like what 12 year olds think is funny,
1: you know? Sure. Sure. So did um, the Brats like Bahama Mama?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's Bahama Mama. Yeah. Yeah. He was, okay. he, yeah, he was cool. He was had, he like he the had, only
1: one who could drive?
0: Um. Yeah. You know what? And he was a, like a living sentient being. So we put him in the car, but he kind of just roam around on it or fall out or, you know, sure. it was probably looking back it was not the greatest way to handle a living being. Okay. We never heard him, but he just probably didn't want to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. hear you. So, so um, to steer away from that. So you've told (laughs) me like, maybe I'm steering into it. I don't know. You told me about the imaginative play version of Bahama mama and the brats. What was the actual relationship between Bahama mama and the brats? What do you mean? These are physical beings. (laughs) Did they interact? <laughs> like, does Bahama Bahama Mama like chew one of their feet off? Like,
0: oh, sure, yeah. Like, um, like would climb around on them or like, um, get his stinky smell all over them. Chewed on the hair a little bit. Like, you know, he just wants to like chew and put things in his little cheeks. So, yeah, wow. yeah, anything on the brat was like fair game for him to chew on. Um, and you were so at an age where you were okay with that. Much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it was truly like a weird Barbie situation where it's like, yeah, whatever. Played Bahama Mama played too hard with them Uh and um, they were no longer at their peak. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, What did the, so, so this would have been, you said around the age of like 10 or 12, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The brats.
1: Pre brats. Did you play Barbie much?
0: Uh, No, I had a couple that were like given to me. Um I didn't really play them. Um I I thought their outfits were fun. Like sometimes I would change the outfits, but no, I was never really like a I, I would play with like dog dogs like figurines. Okay. Um like um I called them breakables. <laughs> They're like like they were <laughs> they were, I don't know what they were made of honestly to think of, but they were like um figurines of dogs that were like if they dropped on the ground they would break, like made of clay maybe or okay. like some kind of like porcelain sometimes porcelain. Um, but like cheap. And, uh-huh. um, and so I'd play with those. Was the and... goal to break them or? No, no. We called, I think my parents called them breakables just so that I would know not to be rough on Got them. Got it. Okay, you know what I mean? Okay. They did uh, most of the time end up breaking somehow. So but,
1: so the breaking was a bug, not a feature in the game.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. It, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 100%.
1: Um,
0: and so I was more like a, let me anthropomorphize all animals. And and I didn't really care as much about Barbies. No. Sure. Did, did you incorporate them into your play?
1: Uh, it's interesting listening. Since since we're in the sort of revelation mode, um, yeah, it's interesting reveal. that I probably played more Barbies than you. Oh. Just because as a as a fairly young person, like I would babysit for younger kids. Yeah. Um. So there were families that that I would babysit for that had daughters, and it's like a lot of babysitting is running out the clock. Yes. You know, so it's mostly like what is your favorite thing to play and let's see if we can burn I was going to say an hour but it was actually probably more like can we get 20 minutes out of this to just move the clock forward 20 minutes. Um so yeah, quite quite a bit. Like so 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 my memory of of playing barbies is there was a lot of um there was a lot of clothing changes. That seemed to be the main feature is now we need to get dressed for this. <clears throat> and then we would get dressed for it, barely do whatever it was. And then there would need to be an outfit change. So yeah. there was a lot of that. I um, mean, that
0: was the genius of the movie too. Cause it was like all of that, all of the first scene in Barbie land is just like, okay. And now we will dance at a party. And it just, the physical memory I have of like moving the dolls to try to do like these robotic looking dance moves um and then just like the dialogue of like hi Barbie hi Barbie hi Kent like literally that's what yep. it is when you're when you're babysitting kids like that's all like you don't really get much more
1: yeah I mean you're, and, and, you're trying. And, and that's actually something that landed really well the movie with me is is sort of the boredom of like once we get to where we're going so like like as you pointed out the car ride could be fun because it's like well now we're in the car so we get to drive the car around but then you would get to it and you're just like Oh, now we're at the event and the event is like, we're going to watch a movie, but it's like, well, you're not going to act out a movie. So they sit in a chair for a few seconds and it's like, well, now the movie's over now we're going, you know, and it's like, and, and because they're not, um, it makes me realize how, how war centric my, um, the toys (laughs) I played with were, where it's like well, battles, like you could set up for battle and you could do, it's just like with because because barbies are played with by people who it's like they're they're built to to navigate um often interpersonal relationships or dating relationships but played with by people who don't understand those things enough to know what that yes. would actually look like so yes. that's actually that's actually the boring part of it and the fun part is the preparation part of it
0: yes yeah like the everyday life like things that they've seen their parents do kind of on the margins, but don't really know like what, you know, or even just like Barbie and Ken, like not really understanding dating or being in relationships is like, yep, that's exact. Cause that's what a child would not understand. They'd be like, yeah, that you're in love, you're married. But like, what does that mean? Um, and then, and then you play dolls with Michael Vangstad and your seven year old niece. Um, and he is so literal and does not change his voice Ah. and we've had him on air Mm -hmm. his voice is quite low can be quite monotone um is playing american girl dolls um and (laughs) And just like clearly not meshing with my seven-year-old niece's view of like what it means to play dolls. Cause there's like rules, there are rules, Mm -hmm. right? Like you said, like you spend all the time you want setting things up and changing clothes, but like the dialogue has to kind of keep moving. Mm -hmm. And um, there's some things that can be said and other things that's like, well, where's that going to go plot wise? Like, you know what I mean? Like it is the story in her head that you kind of have to anticipate. Um, And so, so like, She's like, Gwen, you know, Gwen, why why is your voice like that? And Mike, like, not knowing, he's like, Oh, I went to the doctor and I have an illness. And she's like, Oh, what illness do you have? And he goes, I have pneumonia. And then Elsie's doll goes, What's pneumonia? Right? Like it's like, yeah. what is this? Is like a teaching opportunity and not actually playing dolls. Um, and, and then ever since then, she has called the doll pneumonia Gwen, which is great. Um to go along with loose and annette and some of the other ones that she has but um yeah yeah it's just like really funny to watch somebody else enter that world of like creating doll dialogue and like not having any idea how to do it
1: yeah you so you're to, saying you need to learn yeah. the art of yes and with that where it's like yeah. especially like like the kid you're playing with now what i don't know is if you're both kids like I guess maybe it's just you're both yes anding or if it's like whosoever house you're at gets to drive the story more. Mm. Now, I will say, I will say, being an experienced Barbie player that I am, (laughs) Mike stumbles into one of the the great storylines you can do. And I got to say, your niece did not yes and him very well or at least didn't understand pneumonia because somebody being sick is a thing a little kid can understand. Somebody's sick. So then we need to like tuck them into bed like they've seen a parent deal with it with them as a sick child so that's actually classic classic doll storyline plays out way better than than the dating storylines because kids don't understand what you would do with that but they do understand this person's sick and and then it allows it allows barbie to be a doctor or to be a healthcare worker of some kind like like it opens Mm -hmm. it opens those doors up now the other thing that's interesting is mike wasn't just just given Ken to play. Cause no. I have also spent a lot of my time being Ken. Um, and, uh, and the, the movie is great about this too, because I will say Ken is super boring to play with. He often doesn't have as many outfits, you know, because yep. like, it's like, Oh, he's wearing a button up shirt and pants. Well, that can work for almost anything.
0: Yep.
1: We talked about embracing your uniform, you know, like, like, like he, he doesn't need as many of those things. So a lot of Ken's time is like, really is in relationship to barbie and um uh yeah and it's so so i think feel so like this is actually something the movie captures very 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 well um and maybe you know a, a frustrated boy having to play with with a little girl like would be would be like in the movie be like well can we push this in a different direction i kind of <laughs> like 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 can we move the storyline another way like it's it's almost like with what 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 they don't like 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 when you're playing with it so young, you don't necessarily, at least the experience I had was like not a great understanding of like the possibilities of story. And I don't even mean making it a war story or a male story mm-hmm. but it's like we could have more mellow drama in here if we wanted. it and maybe it eventually gets there as kids get a little older and I just was playing with younger kids and we didn't I don't remember a lot of like well-developed storylines yes maybe they true.
0: although some of the things I learned about medicine from playing with my stuffed animal dogs um, was okay so like for instance so my dad's a doctor, my cousins uh, on his side, their, their dads are also doctors. And so like, we, we learn, like we had heard words before thrown around, but we didn't know what any of it meant. But I remember learning what the measles were because of playing with my dog and the dog had to go to the hospital. And my cousin declared the dog has measles. And I was like, oh, that's a th-. And then I learned, and I'm like, this Mike just did that for for my niece. Now she knows what pneumonia is. And I'm like, that's, is that going to be some formative memory? Like, like when she's 31 years old, like me and she's like, Oh yeah. The first time I learned the word pneumonia was from uncle Mike in the basement playing pneumonia. Gwen, you know, like some of those little things where I'm like, yeah, we didn't really get real life and we missed a lot of opportunity for some melodrama, but some of the things, some of the things were actually pretty legit.
1: Yeah, Nichols? yeah, no. Yes, yeah, so, so what we need is we need to make sure kids are in swimming and and playing with people with from enough uh occupational backgrounds, life backgrounds to introduce other story elements because if you're, you know, and this is this is true with how people end up picking their careers if both your parents are teachers, I think it exponentially increases the chance that you become a teacher and you're probably when you're playing barbies barbie is pretty quickly a teacher because it's like a box you understand where if we could you know have that kid play with somebody whose parents are in other professions you know that that like it, it expands out the possibility for what uh what barbie could be
0: right like if mike if we just got mike okay this is an idea that would not be good and now that i'm thinking and saying it aloud it's not it's not good but if mike was to like no
1: bad ideas in a podcast
0: (laughs) if mike was to like facetime with my niece or other (laughs) children hopefully that he would know and there would. it okay anyway he would the things that that kid would come away with from like weird imaginative playtime with mike on video chat would be like Maybe they would learn a lot about birds, and <laughs> maybe they uh-huh. want to be an ornitholo- ornithologist. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they would learn a lot about ceramic art. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not saying that Mike is starting a business in this. This is where this idea is birthed and dies. <laughs> it doesn't
1: well, I, go yeah, I mean, I podcast. would. I would say you're definitely not saying that. But I think the podcast <laughs> is saying that this is now something that uh, that we're going to rent him out for. <laughs> To, like, uh, to imaginative play with children via Zoom anywhere in the world,
0: like baby, like virtual babysitting. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like your, like your dad has to like finish his PhD. He's really like he's got this thing. He's got his dissertation and all. He needs to get some time on it. Here, go on the phone with with Uncle Mike. He could be mm-hmm. Uncle Mike's virtual babysitting service or my, yeah. Uncle Mike's doll time or something. <laughs> okay, maybe I, not that.
1: Right. <laughs> And then, yeah, right. Yeah. Could be
0: some good extra income.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And especially if we could then introduce some other people to, you know, because, you know, birds and and ceramics is good for a while, but like pretty soon, you know. So, so what you need to do is maybe Uncle Mike is the name of the service. Okay. Mm. And you have all these different people. So you can sign up and be like, I would like, Uh, my child to experience somebody who has a background in the law, right? So it's like, it's like you have a, you know, somebody who's like a lawyer or a police officer or something like that, or, or a legislator, you know, and like, and that can shift the imaginative play, but you need to have somebody special who not just understands those things, but understands the yes and an imaginative play. Yes, They would also need to have their own dolls to play with too right because i can't just be watching the child and interjecting you know but like like via via zoom they would have to be dolls on both sides of the screen right
0: true true unless you just spoke and the the child was holding the doll you know and you kind of like gave it voice
1: i think the suspension of disbelief kind of melts away there because at this point because of covid children have so much experience with with Zoom, anyhow, you know, in classrooms and all this kind of stuff that, like, yeah, why why couldn't we do imaginative play this way? Now, we both want to acknowledge how terrible of an idea this is on all <laughs> levels, and this should never be done, but it's interesting.
0: You know what? It would uh, yes, it would be great because you could have this like big portfolio of all the uncle Mike's that you can choose from, um, right? And it's like, yeah, the lawyer uncle Mike, the whatever uncle Mike. But if you got an actor in there yeah who like has played all these roles and already has the lines that they can just regurg- regurgitate like how amazing would that be? You get Tom Hanks in there and he's like, "Yeah. One time I kept running and they told me to stop running or <laughs> okay. That's not a great example. Well, one time <laughs> I Let's
1: was, just do his whole filmography right here.
0: I was big <laughs> you know and then there's like oh endless opportunities for these kids if they had just like one actor it doesn't need to be the actor tom hanks but like even just like a a c-list actor yeah no one's ever heard of they got the skills for it right
1: yeah yeah no i love it so here's the thing if you were an uncle mike because because regardless of gender we're doing you're called uncle mike on this right Mm -hmm. um If you were an Uncle Mike, what would you bring to the table?
0: I would talk about podcasting.
1: Okay. Yep. Um, Barbie the podcaster, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yep. Um, I would talk vegetarianism. Okay. But I wouldn't be preachy about it because they're children.
1: You want to just insert it in little places.
0: Informative and then criticize them whenever they talk about meat. Um, And cats. Okay. Pets, animals, anything animal related. Oh, that's sure, like, sure. Yeah. So if I'm like writing up my uncle Mike bio, it'd be like, these are the topics of conversation that I'm really like fluent in. And then like, here's some other ones that I could dabble in, you know, like, I don't know a ton about like science, but like, I love a zoo. Sure, if we have sure. a, if we have the dolls go to
1: a but zoo, you, but if they went to the zoo, you would also introduce some animal ethics ideas of like, oh, but the zoo's kind of problematic too. Right? Yeah.
0: Like, do we think this animal is happy? Why mm. do you think it's behaving in this way? You know, does it need more enrichment? Right. Could be good.
1: Yeah. Um, like how about it.
0: you? If, if you, what would be like your three conversations or three like scenarios that you would be yeah. like, yes, this is comfort.
1: I'm going to steal one from you which is podcasting. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> because
1: because uh that's that yeah, so that would be that um uh academic success. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cuz that's a big part of my life, so I think if we wanted to create scenarios for Barbie that were about academic success, which actually makes a lot of sense because it is the thing that I spend a lot of time with students on and I find myself spending a lot of time with other adults on talking about here's the key, not for them, but for the, the like young people of the world. Um, so it would be that, uh, oh, that yeah.
0: six-year-old's going to come out of that and be like, I learned all about executive functioning skills. So like talk to their parents and be like, do you um let's prioritize the things that you have to do today.
1: Yeah. And and here's <laughs> the thing you talked about how with like veganism and animal ethics, you wouldn't be preachy. I would be unbelievably preachy <laughs> when it comes to academic success. You need this. Yes. I would be like, okay, when you take a break from studying and you set a timer for 10 minutes and when that timer goes off, I want you to ask the question, am I going to be the kind of student who want, who goes back to studying? I want you to think about how you're making a choice. I'm going to be very preachy about that. <laughs> yes. Um, Through Barbie. Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So a lot of time management from the Barbie, that would be, a, you know, would be a big, <clears throat> a big component of that. We'd talk about to-do lists a lot, actually, mm-hmm. which would be a great, barbie gameplay thing you're doing like to as a babysitter to kill time is like along with changing clothes is making to-do i would i would create to-do list barbie and it would be this is actually all of a sudden a great idea to teach kids like how to organize their time well through because because barbie's got a lot of stuff she needs to do yeah and you know
0: what at the start of the playtime, you have all these ideas for the things you want Barbie to do. And by the end, you've like veered off in so many ways. So it's like, yeah, yeah. did we want her to go to the doctor today? Because we wanted that earlier. Maybe she should do that now.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, do you know anybody who works for Mattel? Cause I would like to develop time management Barbie.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't, but and, I, and
1: you know how we're going to make her time efficient too. We're going to, we're going to steer away from Barbie's main thing a little bit and we're going to find barbie's uniform where it's like dude just wear the same roughly this i'm going to make a barbie not a ken a barbie with cargo pants (laughs) and like you know several different button-up shirts that may or may not be like have some sort of plaid design or solid color you know a good functional pair of like hiking shoes that uh, are waterproof, basically dress like me. um, And uh, because then we don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about that because if Barbie didn't have to change clothes so much, we could get so much more done.
0: Yes. So all the Uncle Mikes would have their own customized Uncle Mike doll. Is that what we're thinking?
1: I think it would be a Barbie though. It wouldn't be. It it would. Yes. It would be the Uncle Mike Barbie, but it would be a Barbie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (gasps) Because some people, some people, it would be all about the clothes changing and things like that. Mine would be about let's embrace our uniform, you know, as we age. I mean, mine would have gray hair too, even though I don't have, I have more gray hair than I did Last time we recorded, but, um, <laughs> but like, but it would be just like, this is a profoundly middle-aged Barbie and let's just kind of embrace that.
0: Yes. Cause maybe you want people in different walks of life. Maybe I really want my, my child to have an uncle Mike who's like in their seventies and they can give them like wisdom of, of, mm-hmm. you know, throughout yeah. the years <clears throat> that
1: right? that could like tell the kid about, you know, De- both how much better and how much harder it was when they were a kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yes walking uphill, both ways to school, yeah. that kind of stuff.
1: And yeah. their th- their third thing could be, you know, what's wrong with your generation. <laughs> like That could be. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Perfect. Barbie needs that. Yes.
0: That script is already written. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> wow, I love I, this idea. I think, uh, I think we landed on something kind of great. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so, so listeners, if you're hearing my voice, what you need to do, we have a call to action for you. For one thing, get on threads maybe get off of X. Are we really calling it X? What a stupid, tw- I, yeah. I thought Twitter was kind of a dumb name, but then it became like, no, this is kind of perfect for what it is. X is X is brats. X yes. is somebody's idea of what is cool. That isn't cool. You know, that's exactly 100%. what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Hashtag X is brats. Um, <laughs> um, so get onto threads, mm-hmm. uh, follow uh, at Annie Berg flames. You can follow at CWC radio. If you want, I don't really care. Actually be kind of cool. Cause I don't think I have anybody following me or almost <laughs> nobody. So like, that would be kind of cool. I guess I should build up that platform, even though you're never going to hear from me. Um, subscribe to the channel 3900 podcast network, email us channel 3900 at gmail.com. What we want to know is what are your uncle, Mike, Barbie, like what are your three um, what are we calling them themes or like, like yeah,
0: three, um, three play, play, play um, areas. Yeah. I don't play know. Area, play yeah.
1: area. Yeah. That sounds weird, but yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, we're, yeah. we're workshopping it. You yeah. know what? Submit an application to be an uncle Mike.
1: Yes. That's what we would like. We would like your application because we are accepting applications because we're getting this thing, we're getting this thing up and running. Um, this is kind of perfect. And if you would like to order a time management Barbie, also, you know, let us know because we're, we're we might kickstart that.
0: Yep. Because yep. I think
1: that would be I think that would be great.
0: Write to Tom Hanks, get him to be an Uncle Mike.
1: I've already done that. So oh, perfect. You don't you can actually leave Tom Hanks alone. He's already on board. So okay. yes, he may be on our next episode. So come back <laughs> next week <laughs> for another episode of Tweet Victory: colon, Thread Winner. See you then.
0: Follow us at Annie Bergflames on threads and or Annie underscore Bergland on Twitter.